Welcome to Care to Lead, your path to leadership success. Brought to you by the Vizient Nurse Executives Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Nicole Grubling, Associate Vice President of Member Connections at Vizient, and I am so excited to welcome today's guest, Dr. Deborah Albert. Deborah is the Chief Nursing Officer and Senior Vice President for Patient Care Services at NYU Langone Health. She is one of the most accomplished nurse executives I know. In addition to multiple undergraduate and graduate degrees, Dr. Albert holds a DNP from Rush University. She's participated in the Wharton Fellows Program in Management for Nurse Executives. In addition to all that, she serves on multiple professional organizations, including as chair of the AMC CNO Network Steering Committee here with Vizient. Welcome, Debbie. Oh, thank you, Nikki. It's so great to be here with you and everybody listening. Good. And we are so happy to have you, Debbie. You're one of the first people I thought of when we talked about this podcast. So great to finally make that happen. Oh, thank you. What an honor to be here, really. And I also wanted to say thank you to Vizient for hosting such an event, because to be able to provide mentorship and leadership development via this platform, just so grateful for this opportunity. So thank you. Of course, of course. Well, I know you have had such a busy year and a half. You joined NYU during the peak of the COVID pandemic. How do you think joining at that time impacted your view of leadership? Well, you know, I have to tell you, it really was quite a unique and interesting time to make a transition. Just before I moved, somebody actually asked me, so are you really going to go? And I have to tell you, I really hadn't thought about it up to that because my thinking was, well, I made a commitment. They need help. So of course I'm going to go. I think now really that sums up the way I think about leadership in general. It's about showing up. It's about honoring your commitments, and then it's about supporting and helping others. And so this really gave me that opportunity by joining in this organization at the time that I did. Also, when I first started, the organization was going 60 miles an hour, really responding to the pandemic. So nobody had time to think about Debbie Albert's learning needs as I onboarded. So that really gave me the gift of a lot of unstructured time when I first came on. It gave me the opportunity then to really go up to the units at our various hospitals and watch our nurses and our clinical teams doing what they do best. And it was really amazing to be able to watch them come forward and really evolve and change their practice at the point of care. It was also a really poignant reminder to me that as leaders, most of the time our job is to provide structure, but then to get out of the way and let the clinical experts do what they do best, and then just celebrate that and give voice to that as a senior leader. And so it was just a wonderful reminder of what I believe senior leadership is really about. That's amazing perspective, Debbie, to come in at such a critical time, be able to be an observer and a supporter to your staff. How do you think that's impacted the engagement of your team as they come through this really tough time? Well, boy, that's a really great question. And what I would tell you is it gave me the opportunity while I was up there to really witness what they went through. Now, certainly that is not the same as if I was the one in the patient room. I was up there with them as they were doing the care And so now that we've come out of the pandemic and are really focused on how do we bring everybody back to connection, back to joy in the workplace, and really reminding ourselves, this is the why, this is why we went into nursing, and really reconnecting with our purpose, 
it has given me the opportunity to have an understanding at some level of what the nurses went through. And so I, I can appreciate from where they're coming now and I can meet them where they are as we have those conversations. It was an amazing gift to be able to do that. I haven't heard that perspective before. It had to be so disarming to come in in a space that you didn't know, in a team you didn't know, but you really were able to form this bond in a way that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to do without the pandemic. Exactly right. You know, any other time, my day would have been filled with meet and greets and all sorts of formal onboarding. But to be able to go up and round and then really just spend time asking the nurses, I learned right away, one of the first questions to ask is, is this where you normally work? Because, you know, just like every other large organization, especially those in the upper center like we were, we had nurses redeployed from all over the organization. So we had OR nurses in the ICU, we had ambulance nurses in the acute care center. So I had to start asking everybody, where do you normally work then if this isn't where you work? And it was really amazing to see the flexibility and their willingness and ability to adapt to the changing environment, really almost day by day, if not hour by hour sometimes. That flexibility and agility, it happens over time. But you having the leadership experience that you do had to have helped you in this situation. So you've led at multiple large organizations, including Cleveland Clinic, University of Chicago, and now NYU Langone. What do you think has been so pivotal in your success as a leader? I think I've just had such a charmed career and that, as you pointed out, I've worked with amazing organizations, with people that continue to inspire me to this day and really have gotten an opportunity to do things that I never would have dreamed of. But I think two things really were cornerstones to my career. And first was the willingness to say yes to opportunities that took me outside of my comfort zone. So even my leadership journey started because my nurse manager at the time said, hey, why don't you think about becoming my assistant nurse manager? You seem to have a lot of ideas and opinions, but that was not the path I had sought for myself. So even going into a leadership role was outside of my comfort zone initially. But then also as my career progressed, I took on different clinical areas often that I had no idea uh, what those populations needed or what the nurses done. But every time I stepped out of my comfort zone, I learned new skills that were equally applicable. And so that helped me grow along my entire career path. And then I would say the second thing was really a focus on hiring really good, smart people that would work as a collaborative team. It's really about creating a team so that the whole is better and more impactful than the sum of the parts. And I've been really fortunate to be able to build effective teams that were really highly functioning so that they supported each other, really drove each other to achieve better and better things as a group. And that to me is what gives me energy. So I think it's really those two things, the willingness to step out of my comfort zone and say yes to opportunities and then focus on creating highly effective teams. I love that, Debbie. I think that is so important for leaders to hear. Building that team around you, helping others get to their best is really a hallmark of great leaders. You know, I know that there are moments that stand out as a crossroads in your career. Could you share one of those moments with us? It was difficult to go through at the time, but I did have a pivotal crossroads in my career about halfway through. I had a new boss and she and I really just weren't a good fit for each other. And the organization challenged all of us to come up with cost reduction strategies. 
yet preserve care at the bedside. And so we were all going through a restructuring process. And in that process, I was one of the people that was restructured out of a job. So you you can imagine midpoint through my career, I was initially devastated by that. But as I worked through that, I have to tell you, it turned out to be such a gift. I learned a lot of really important lessons through that process. I learned I am not the job. My sense of self, my purpose in life is not my job or my title. And I have to tell you, up until that point in my career, I was just so focused on the doing and doing of the work. And it's always important work that we lead. But I had been so focused on the doing that I really hadn't stopped to take time and think about where my boundaries were as a person versus my role. And so that really forced me to do that. But then the other thing that this crossroads gave me the opportunity to do was to step back and evaluate my career, what I was most proud of, what I thought maybe I want to do differently going forward. And so I took some time and really thought about, do I want to stay on the service side of healthcare? Do I want to stay specifically in nursing? Or what other things might I want to do at the second half or my second act, I should say? But as I thought about it, it really crystallized in my mind, my commitment to nursing and nursing leadership on the service side. So it turned out to be such a blessing in disguise that I was really able to take a minute, quiet myself, and really think about what I wanted to do. And I knew then that I was doing the work that I was intended to do and work that I really enjoyed. So it turned out to be a great gift. But at the time when I initially went through it, I'm not sure I would have called it that. I'm sure that perspective comes with time. I have to say, we've been hearing this theme now of To be a good leader, you have to know yourself. Mm. And I don't know that we always take enough time to do what you just pointed out for all of us. You took time to know yourself, your principles, your foundational thoughts, your beliefs. I think that's really key in this conversation. Yeah, I think that just helps you to be so much more authentic and then impactful in the role as well. When you are focused on the doing, you do and you get in just a rote mode of doing, doing, doing. But when you take time to really do a self-assessment and recommit, I think for me anyway, it made me a much more impactful and effective leader because I knew my motivation and why I was here. That was such a gift. It had to be important just for your confidence and your strength as a leader. Not that you weren't a confident leader in the past, but it changes fundamentally how you think about the work you're doing. You're exactly right, Nikki, especially because you stop to think, okay, well, I have a lot of options. What do I need to be? Where where am I meant to be and where can I make the most impact? When you take the time to know yourself so deeply, And what motivates you from your career perspective, you can't help but find your sweet spot. We're in a different time now. None of us can say that things are the same as they were two years ago. And I think there are some really good things that have come out of this very trying and difficult time in healthcare. How do you think that nurse leaders need to think differently in order to move forward That's such a timely question because you're right. This past year and a half, I think so much has changed for all of us. I believe that there are large segments of the patient population that figured out they can get care equally effectively either remotely in a virtual setting 
or in the ambulatory world. And so I think that those patients aren't going to come back and darken our doorstep. They're going to stay out uh, where care is more convenient for them. But what I also know is wherever patients receive care, nurses are such an integral part of that. And so I think this past year also forces us to think about how do we reconnect our staff to purpose? How do we continue to give voice to the art of nursing as well as the science of nursing so that our staff, our support services, our interdisciplinary care team members really appreciate the unique contributions that our professional nurses bring to the care process. That in and of itself brings professional fulfillment for our nurses. And so I think as nurse leaders, we really need to think deeply about how we continue to celebrate the profession of nursing in all of the care venues. We need to think broader than the traditional hospital-based roles that many of us grew up in, but also how we continue to reinvest in and uh, rejuvenate our frontline nurses because they really bore the brunt of this last year and a half. And so we need to make sure that they are whole so that they have themselves as healing presence to bring to our patients. That's so important, Debbie. And there seems to be a bit of a disconnect in why people went into nursing and the nursing that many people experienced through the pandemic. How do we help our nurses get back to what brought them to the profession rather than the tactical role that many had to play through this time? At some level, it's recognizing that even in those tactical roles, they were being very strategic and making such an impact, even if they didn't stop to think about it in that way. I mentioned earlier that I had the opportunity to observe our staff as I was rounding, and they truly were evolving their practice while they were providing it and really leading the clinical team in a way that the traditional leader, the physician, was unable to because it was the nurses always going into the room far more than any other discipline. So I think part of it is just reframing the work of the nurse so that they appreciate, they and really all of us appreciate that even in the little things, nursing lives our profession and our professional commitment to our patients. You know, most often when you compliment a nurse or you point out something that they did that was really impactful to a patient, the first response I always get is, oh, I was just doing what I always do. So right away, they're just conditioned to take it all for granted. And so I think part of our job is also just helping to remind them, yeah, that might be what you always do, but here's what was so special about that because they do that every day, every patient, and really don't stop to think about it as anything different, but it is. It really is. Those small wins mean so much to the patients we're taking care of and to the nurses. Yes, exactly right. You know, this past Nurses Week, we joined the DAISY Foundation for the first time at most of our hospitals. And just the stories that came forward in that nomination process, they're not huge things, but boy, to the patients, they made all the difference in the world. And really, isn't that the essence of our profession? We have the honor and the responsibility of making a difference in patients' lives in every interaction that we have with the patients. And it's an awesome opportunity to be able to do that for other people. Absolutely. I have one last important question, Debbie, for all of the up-and-coming leaders who are listening. What is your recommendation for someone who wants to be a nursing leader? 
a couple of things, actually, because I've been at this for a little while. So I think it starts with something we've already talked about, and it's know your why. So know your motivation. Sometimes I talk to new nurse leaders or aspiring nurse leaders, and the first thing they tell me is that they need to move away from bedside care. They're burnt out or whatever words they give to that. But that tells me that they're moving away from something. My advice is always, you better stop and rethink because I don't think that nursing leadership will be your answer when you're moving away from the essence of our profession. But when people tell me that they really want to help and make a broader impact to patients and our profession, well, then my advice is run, don't walk towards a nursing leadership role because that really is at the core everything that we do. I would also tell you, if you want to move into leadership roles, well, be comfortable being uncomfortable. So step out of your comfort zone because you will need to learn new skills, but it's how you come to the learning process, bringing an authentic questioning mind, an open heart, an open mind to the understanding and the learning that will really help build relationships with new colleagues, as well as help you discern what changes you may or may not need to make and then tell you intuitively the how and when to make those changes. The last thing that I would say to new leaders is spend every day trying to work your way out of a job. Every day work on developing your team and those that work with you because I always measure my own effectiveness based on how well the team can function with or without me there. I think that part of our responsibility as nurse leaders is always to help develop the next generation of leaders. That's what I mean by work your way out of a job every day. I love that, Debbie. I cannot thank you enough for your time today. You've offered so much sage advice for all of our listeners. We really appreciate you sharing your unique journey and your leadership insights. It's been a true pleasure. Oh, thank you, Nikki. For me as well. And I just want to say thank you because what a gift for the nursing profession that you all are doing this. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Of course, it's been a pleasure to have you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed today's discussion, please subscribe to hear more Care to Lead podcasts. Like us and send us your comments. Care to Lead is your path to success and is brought to you by the Vizient Nurse Executives Network. I'm Dr. Nicole Grubling. Have a great day.